All right, welcome to the Power Half Hour, everyone. It is June the twenty eighth, and today we have a very special, special guest.、Uh, I was、uh, just amazed by her performance and her speaking on stage in Calgary、uh, back mid June, and、uh, really, really wanted to have you on this podcast here to see what you do for agents, how you can help.、Uh, welcome, Kieran Gandhi. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It was lovely meeting you, and I'm really excited for today. So thank you so much for having me on. My goodness, thank you, thank you. You are in the UK right now. It's 7 p.m. and she's making it work. Thank you again. Well, I, I tell us. I'd like to just say I'm making it work without air conditioning in 20 something degrees because <laughs> I had to turn off my fan as well. It is boiling over here. I would be melting right now if I were you. But、uh, again, thank you for making this all work. So tell us. How did you got started in real estate for yourself? Oh my god, totally by accident. It was not planned at all. So I was actually a teacher in England by profession. I still am a teacher, and、um, what happened was I ended up moving to Canada about twelve years ago, and I couldn't find a job in teaching. So I was like, let me do real estate because one of my family members, of course, everybody has somebody that's in real estate. Yes,、so、my family members. <laughs> I、was like, oh, why don't you join my office? And honestly, it was just one thing after another. Since then, I can say, like, I started off not knowing anything about real estate, to you know, being in an office, to managing an office, to then transitioning to sales, to becoming a training specialist for one of the largest real estate brands in North America, to selling real estate, to now coaching realtors. So it's just been quite the journey. But I've been so、wow. blessed. This industry offers so much opportunity if you allow it. There's so many different、uh, parallels and so many ways to earn an income in real estate. I'm I'm truly grateful for what real estate has provided me.、Um, so how did you get started in real estate?、Uh, well, by accident, and and how how、uh, was it in your first year, second year? Was it tough in in Calgary, right? Well, it was in Toronto, so I was mostly、oh, Toronto. In- okay. Yeah, so Calgary is another story. How I just added that onto my、um, things to do because apparently I have, don't have enough things that I'm already dealing with, so I keep putting <laughs> things onto my plate. But it was it was challenging because you know coming, especially for me moving in from a different country,、mm. having and and you know real estate is a very different concept in Europe in England. To what it is in North America,、Correct. North America is just so so much bigger. People have such an obsession with real estate. Like I, that's why I was like, oh my god, people here are obsessed with real estate. You don't generally find that. And I grew up in Europe. I grew up in Austria, between Austria and Europe, like in in the UK. So, whoa, it was just such a big learning curve for me. I didn't have a network. I already had a family member that's in real estate, so it was really challenging for me. And I honestly, I started off. My career as a rookie real estate agent, not knowing anything about the business, by standing at a Walmart kiosk where I did my first seven deals in the first three and a half months of being in the business, and I just did it. Like it was just one of those things where I was just like, I'm gonna do what other people don't want to do. I'm gonna do the things that other people do not want to do. Nobody wanted to stand at that kiosk. I still remember it a decade ago. Wow.、Um, so、it wasn't what it is today back then. You know, a lot of the tools that agents have at their disposal right now, they weren't really a thing back then. So I had to stand at a kiosk on the grocery level. <laughs> kiosk? Who knows what a kiosk is, by the way? <laughs> that is 
That is amazing. So no database, no friends, and already have a family member that's in real estate. You know, that's a disadvantage. And yet you just figured it out. Do what people don't want to do and you'll get what people don't usually get. So after those seven deals from the kiosk, how did you take off from there? Honestly, it wasn't just the seven deals. I ended up landing a client who gave me 16 assignment listings from that kiosk. I, it was just such Okay, a I'm, I'm going to go to kiosk now. It's <laughs> amazing. But you know what, John, though, and, and, and this is something I still preach, and I still talk about this to this date. It's not about the platform. It's what you put on the platform, right? Like people mm. blame different platforms. You can, you know, the amount of people then, so the sentiment hasn't changed. People then in my office were like, oh, the kiosk, the kiosk doesn't work. It's mm. you that's not working. It's not the let's not blame and and you know i like to say it how it is because you know we have to call ourselves out we have to call ourselves out we give up yeah. too easily we don't persist we we like to you know this whole instant gratification situation that you know has been instilled in so many people you know having been in the business for, for so many years now i've seen the different ways in which people prospect and the key is to just persist you have to persist i love that how why do you think most people don't? Again, we live in the day and age of instant gratification. I think there's mm -hmm. a certain level of entitlement that we feel we have. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we walk into this feeling, you know, and, and, and I'll give you an example. I had a client the other day tell me that, you know, the bunch of leads that they had weren't A-class leads. Mm -hmm. So I had to pause for a second and ask, I was like, well, are you an A-class agent? Like, would you class yourself to be an A-class agent in order to Oof. deserve those leads? Like, what makes you feel? So it's really that entitlement. It's really wanting things to be easy because we live in an age of convenience, right? So I think that kind mm. of seeps through all areas of, you know, and, and everything we do. So that patience required. And I think, you know, expectations have to be set from the get-go that, you know, things aren't going to be a piece of cake. You are going to have to work hard mm. and you know, being okay with that, being okay with not giving up. You know, when I was at that kiosk, mm. I tried 50 different things before something stuck. Like, I remember like being like, it's Valentine's Day. Maybe I'm going to give out roses with my business card attached. Like I was trying things for a long time before things started to hit. So persistence is key. Absolutely. Wow. Do you think that uh, if an agent is entitled to, to begin with, is there a way to change them? Absolutely. I do it every day. <laughs> I do it every okay. day. Okay, tell us more. Tell us more. I want to know. I do think, you know, it's it's about peeling back the layers. It's about uncovering, mm. you know, what's beneath that entitlement. What makes you feel that way? I always ask a lot of questions. You know, I'm very much a person that likes to have, you know, I like for my clients to do a lot of introspection and get very clear with where they stand before they start having expectations from the outside world. So, you know, I've said to I've said to people, it's like, okay, so you were expecting through this entitlement of yours to have leads that are absolutely not leads, prospects mm. that are ready to go and yeah. work with you. What do you bring to the table? Would you hire yourself right now, this very second? Would you trust mm. yourself? And I work with a lot of newer agents, so this question does get posed a lot, right? So it's really about reversing that and, and making them understand that, number one, it's about you bringing your own level of ex expertise, your service, everything that you bring to the table up to a level before you start expecting anything. And number two, understanding that you're running a business. You're not 
it's not a job, it's a business. And in mm. business, you know, I always like to compare it to brick and mortar businesses. Like compared to brick and mortar businesses, what expenses do you really have? You don't. Like, you know, it's, it's mm. really about making them understand and bringing them onto and and once you do honestly like people do not everybody does because not everybody is cut out for the profession but those who do those who are willing to invest within themselves and be persistent and be patient i think you know you see the rewards and then some Mm. wow okay so you there is a way guys if you're right now if you are aware that you're uh, entitled there is a way to peel back the layers and actually get to the core of what you want and become an agent that persists until you win. Uh, that's hard, right? So for yourself, um, you were a productive agent, and then you built a team? Yes, we did. So I, I had a team. We were focused predominantly in a suburban area in the... And, you know, we were doing mostly just residential resale with some pre-construction at the time. Awesome. And... Um, you know, that's, uh, that's where I met you, you know, we were talking about the system. So this is when we when we actually decided to scale our business is when we okay. understood that we're running a business, even I didn't understand yeah. a lot of these things, you know, these things that I teach right now, I'm very well aware that I made years of mistakes. I wasn't perfect. I really I was far from perfect, like the amount of mistakes that I made the amount of like learning that I had to do the amount of calling myself out that I had to do and get mm. very, very real with myself. Because when you have a goal, when you have an ambition, when you want to get to somewhere, it's a, you know, you have to take your ego out of the way and you got to be willing to learn from your own mistakes. So we made so many mistakes. Like we were trying to run a team and we had more business than the two of us could really handle at the time. And, 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 you know, we, we tried to bring on staff and making mistakes with like, okay, who do we hire? What's the need of the business? Who mm. do we finding the right people, creating the right role, training them the right way, treating them the right way, all of these things, you know, there was just so much learning that happened. And again, I would say, you know, this is now years and years ago. Mm -hmm. It's evolved so much. There's so many tools available. We didn't have a lot of that available at the time. (laughs) So we had to kind of learn our own, but that's when we built systems. That's when we realized, hang on a minute, if we want to do this the smart way, not the hard way, the smart way. We have to build some systems, structures. Systems, systems. Um, for people who are, you know, really looking to build a team, uh, when do you know to get your first assistant? That's your first system, by the way. That is your first yeah. system, isn't it? I think it's um, it's about being very aware with, you'll know your body signals it to you. You mm. know when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, burnt out. I'm not enjoying this anymore. I'm mm. running around. I'm f- like, I, I give this example. For me, it was the, the, the tipping point for me was when my mom called me one day and I was driving. It was 4 p.m. my time and I was picking, I was driving to pick up a custom for sale sign. I've been running around all morning. And my mom was like, so what you have for lunch today? And I couldn't remember whether or not I ate that day. Oh, my God. Because of how busy and insanely I'd been running around. So I think when you start to see that the days are taking over, obviously you have to look at your production level. You have to look at, okay, am I, am I doing the business? But you know, when you get to a level where you feel like, okay, this is getting overwhelming for me, the natural instinct we have is I'll just add on two more hours at the end of my day and finish the book. I'll just add, or I'll just wake up a couple hours early and get to those emails, or I'll just do this 
I'll just skip lunch or I'll skip my kid's recital or I'll not go on that date. Like, you know, people start to sacrifice and that's the time when you have to really step back and ask yourself, you know, what, what, why are you running this business in order mm. to live the style that you want to live? So stop making those sacrifices and invest in somebody. That is such a great answer. It's really about you knowing yourself when you start to get overwhelmed. And that might be different for everyone. Right. And we used to just uh, advise agents, you know, what? once you get to the 25 to, to 40 range, you know, then you should hire an assistant. But really, it, for every agent is different. So you have to read, OK, am I getting overwhelmed? Am I am I having the day run me or am I running the day? Right. We were at about 60 deals, give or take between the two of us in resale, wow. a lot of listings at the time and you know it was it's a lot of work and, and it is this whole business so so the questions you have to ask yourself is what tasks am i currently doing in a day-to-day -day that are below my pay grade essentially like mm. that i could easily outsource because again the amount of agents that have this tendency to not outsource and to be afraid to hire and afraid to take that next step it, there's so many people and what you have to really understand is like I say to some of my clients that are super overwhelmed, I'm like, even if the time you free up, all you're doing is catching up on sleep, it's worth it. You know, we mm. have a tendency, what if you invested those hours into income producing and, you know, business generating activities? Of course, that's a given. But we, we, you know, this entire hustle mentality has just like completely, it, it oversees our personal needs, you know, don't mm. overlook personal needs because you your business is only as good as you and you and the version of you that's able to show up to that business that's true and if you're overwhelmed overworked tired and feeling jaded that's how you will show up for your clients so really when before you even get to that point you should be looking into at least a virtual assistant so we can outsource some of this yeah so that that is really great advice so thank you so much for that and as you built the team um you obviously got to a higher higher level of production um when did you transition out of real estate sales sales side yeah so about five years ago now i would say four to five years ago it was just one of those things where um and i mean i kept some of the sales going even up until last year i did a little bit here and there and, and that's oh, okay are happening but I suppose for me, it was just the teacher in me was just a lot more stronger than the realtor in me. So I wanted mm. to, I kept getting asked to speak at a lot of a different events and brokers would ask me to come in and, you know, do a training session on maybe social media marketing or how I'm mm. doing the agent or how I'm conveying the leads. So there was a lot of that happening. So it was a very natural decision for me. And also, again, I'm very conscious about why I do what I do. So for me, it's really important that my business allows me to live the life and the lifestyle that I desire. So mm. it's really important to be clear on your values and what's important to you. So for me, transitioning into what I do now and the coaching was just so much more in alignment with where I was in my life five years ago and what mm -hmm. I needed to do. So, yeah. Wow. It's tough because uh, there's like, it's like dopamine, right? You sell a lot of real estate, you make money and it's really tough to let go. How, was it tough for you to let go of sales to go into coaching? 
of course it was the amount of, like <laughs> it, was a, it was a transition it wasn't just like one day i'm just gonna stop doing sales it was like no yeah. let's do another deal let's do this oh it's a friend asking of course it was but you mm. know I, and there comes a point where you just have to you know it, it's I had enough faith even in 2020 when things, you know, went south for everyone and I was doing a lot of in-person coaching and training. I was like, you know, mm. I just have always been the type of person and this is something that I preach is like, no matter what I do, I will be successful. It's just the faith mm. that I have in myself. It's just the faith wow. that I've instilled in myself. I'll always figure it out. I always have. I always will. And that was I persist in that. Wow. Did you grow up with that? Like, was that inherent in you? Or is it like, uh, you think it's nurture versus nature? Which one is it for you that you grew up with that mindset? A bit of both. I think a I bit think of both. Okay. A bit of both. I think my dad definitely instilled a lot of that into us, that confidence of you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. There's always a way out. And I had to just, but it's, it's a conscious reminder. It's a moment mm. to moment reminder for myself because I'm met with challenges. I'm met with rejection. I'm met with a lot of the undesirable things day to day, as we all are as human beings as part of the human experience. I don't like to mm. glorify my journey because as a lot of people do, because that's not real. I like to keep it very real. But the thing mm. is, no matter what happens, I allow for that experience to pass and then remind myself, I always will. And I always have and I always will figure it out. And I end up doing it. And it's that faith in myself. And and I instill that in my clients because it starts with you. I love that. I always have and I always will persist until I succeed. I love that. Yeah. So if you're not inspired already from this interview, there's <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with you. This is amazing. Thank you so much. So, you know, now transitioning into coaching, Kieran, uh, tell us a little bit about how you help agents. Okay. So uh, when I first started, and I think my biggest inspiration to start doing what I'm doing is because at the time when I was an agent, and I like to preface this by saying, I'm not knocking anybody, because I think everybody has their own approach, everybody has their own style of coaching and teaching and preaching, but nothing really resonated with me, what I needed, and the type of person that I am. There is a there is a student for every coach and a coach for every student, but there True. wasn't a coach really for me at the time because as you can probably tell, I keep it real. I like to be, I'm a very direct person and I don't need a lot of motivation or accountability. Mm. I can do that for myself. I bring that to the table. So I found a lot of me, a lot of people like me who just wanted to, they're ready to go, but they just needed the tools. Mm. They just needed that accelerated that accelerated approach. So that's what I wanted to bring to the table, that accelerated mm. program that I then developed. So what I did was I went back and I interviewed a whole bunch of newer agents because I really wanted to focus on the new agents because I felt like a lot of brokerages didn't want to bring on new agents because they didn't want to go through the, you know, coaching them and handholding them. But there's so yep. many good people that truly could do so well in this business if only they were given the right tools that bring the right mindset and the right attitude. So that was kind of like my segment that I've been focusing on predominantly. So then based on that, I developed a program that is a 12 to 15 week program that's an accelerated version that gives my clients the tools that they need, the support that they need um, in order to really plug in the systems and accelerate through their career. 
Wow. So, uh, so your program is mainly for newer agents who are looking to go from zero to hero scaling. Exactly. The majority of my clientele is two years or less in the business, but I do have a specific where I'm one-on-one -on -one involved, where I have a bunch of teams and brokerages that also work with me on their strategy and, um, you know, really growing their teams and taking it to the next level. So there's these, you know, there's different programs available depending on where you're at. But how I started and what my predominant thing was, was for newer agents. Gotcha. So you have different programs for different agents, uh, different tenures. And from your talk that, that I heard, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it seems like your forte is systems. Oh, yeah. So how do you teach people to build systems? Oh God, yeah, systems is like one of those things. And, and, and I, again, want to just let you know that it's not something that I wanted to do. No agent, mm. like I, I'm yet to meet somebody that will be like, I am so excited by the thought of building <laughs> processes into my business. <sighs> not the sexiest thing to do, let's be honest. Yeah. However, I teach agents on how to create and build systems by first of all, transitioning them from a transactional mindset into a business mindset mm. so on scale you can grow you can't really scale your business if you don't introduce processes we're on autopilot day in day out we're doing the same stuff over and over again and we're not even realizing mm. conscious of what we're actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis so it's about understanding that there's things in our business that need to be streamlined, that need to be eliminated, that need to be automated, that need to be outsourced. This, so, you know, take a good look at your business and ask yourself, am I operating efficiently? And the answer is most likely going to be no. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the answer is most likely going to be yes. So that is a good cue for you to start building out some processes. So processes and systems, they mean different things to different people, right? Like when you hear the word, it's so all encompassing, but really it's about looking at your business. And I work a lot with mind maps. So we've broken down our business into the different segments that it, you know, that encompasses because it's a lot. We do operations, we do marketing, you know, mm. we do our own accounting. There's so many different umbrellas. So we, we've taken those different umbrellas and then broken down within that where the processes are required. And then we've built out templates that we've proven to work that we then provide to our clients that they can then take and make their own and personalize to how they operate. That's amazing. So it really isn't a cookie cutter, one size fits all type of coaching. You're very actually hands on understanding their business and helping them build systems around what they need. Absolutely. I mean, we have cookie cutter approaches in terms of like this. It, it really depends on where you're at in your business. Like, you know, mm. if you're a new agent, it's easier for me to just be like, here's a system. But as they, as you, you know, grow, as more people come on board, inevitably your systems are going to change. Inevitably you're going to add on, you're going to build your systems are never done. They're an ever evolving process. You're always mm -hmm. going to changes to them but you know as a realtor you wear so many different hats so many so many different hats and it's just it's overwhelming without processes it's overwhelming and it's again one of those things where your day just starts to run you and you're not running your day you're not really in charge that's very true again it's the day running you or you running the day how would i know if some agent is in need of your help oh gosh i feel like um if they, so again, if they're a newer agent, 
two years or less in the business. And I say two years or less because that's typically, you know, I still class you newer if you, you know, for <laughs> sure. business. Um, but if you're somebody that feels that they have the time, they, they want to grow, but they just don't know how, mm. you know, it's like, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Where do I start? What do I do? What does my day look like? What am I supposed to do? I want to do social media, but I don't know where to begin. I want to run ads. I don't know where to begin. I want to create these systems, but I don't know where to start. That's usually a very good starting point and mm. a indicator. But a lot of my clients come to me that are more experienced, that have been in the business for a while, but they just haven't structured it. Like you'll be surprised at how many producing agents don't have processes. They don't have structures. They're literally crazy. by the seat of their pants. So I get a lot of people that be like, yeah, I know that you work with, but you know, I need that stuff. So just because mm. what I'm teaching helps agents that are two years or less in the business doesn't mean that it couldn't be helpful for people who have been in the business longer, but are literally just relying on repeats and referrals and until they thin out. I get so many people, four or five years in the business, producing, top producing agents, and they're like, Kieran, I don't know where my next deal is going to come from. Mm, that's a common question nowadays. It really is. And, and it's because you don't have systems for lead generation, that's no true. systems for prospecting. So, wow, that's really, really good. Um, I will keep that in mind for you for sure. So uh, we're going to do um, what we're going to do is this is what will be on the Facebook wall. So if you can put in your link, uh, your coaching program under the uh, the comment section, then people okay. can go and can look for you. Um, two questions for you, actually, as we are heading into the second half of 2023, we've had a a crazy uh, year, I would say, from mid 2022 to until now. It's like, what is going on? What's your best advice for agents going forward in the second half of 2023? Mm, the advice I've been giving people, because honestly, being in this business, and I feel for you if you're a new agent, especially because you're entering the market and it's just, it's a roller coaster ride. Like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and the impact it's going to have. I think what I keep telling people is there is business out there. There's mm. business out there do not get stuck and caught up in the emotions what i've seen people do and agents do is get on this they freeze they, yeah. they freeze they do nothing whatever you thought you were gonna do double down on it triple down on it do more of what you were gonna initially do do not get afraid don't think there's no business out there don't think there's less transactions happening they are but you cannot, like a market like this, where there's uncertainty, where there's a lot of emotions, where there's a lot of ups and downs, you need to honestly arm yourself with as much knowledge as you can, with as much data as you can, and double, triple down on whatever prospecting efforts you were going to make, because you have to, you have to. And remember, there's so much business out there to be had still. Don't fall into the entire scarcity mindset and narrative. Oh my God, I'm just like boiling right now inside. I just want to go make calls now. Thank you for that. I say this all the time. You need to double, triple, quadruple down what you're doing. It is what it is. It's the, not a market of speed anymore. It's a skill market. So get yourself knowledgeable on the numbers and you simply have to do more. Oh God, the numbers thing, like that's one of the first things I work on. You know what's so funny and I don't know how much time we have, but 
the amount of times I'll have agents come in to my programs and I'll ask them a basic question. These are experienced agents, sometimes 10 years in the business, and I'll ask them some basic questions, mm. basic questions about the economy, basic questions about what's happening in real estate in their market, and they have no answers to give me. I'm like, in a market where consumers have access to the amount of data and knowledge that they have, how are you positioning yourself? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Like, it's just astonishing to me. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Skills, they beat ex- experience. Like, I've been challenged on this in, in training sessions. I'm like, you know, if you're going up against someone who's experienced, if your expertise and skill level is top class, people won't even think about asking you how long you've been in the business. It just mm. won't yeah, that people, what your answer should be, how long have you been in the business? Long enough. Long enough. <laughs> but you need to be skilled. You don't need to be experienced, but you need to be skilled. And if you study your stats, you study the market, you know what's going on out there, the better your chances are in becoming a top producer. Now, one last question. Uh, and this one, it, people are asking all the time. How will AI affect real estate agents in the next five to 10 years? God, it's making them lazier from what I can see <laughs> that much. Listen, I'm being honest with you. I've had I love it. clients out on it. It is not replacing you. It is not there for you. I've had clients that have generated video scripts through AI, emails through AI, content through AI, and I'm calling them out. I'm like, you didn't write this. You didn't write this. This is not okay. So the, the number one mm. thing I'll say do not allow for AI to make you complacent. To take a seat. Allow for it to become a, it is a tool. It's a very useful tool. If you know how to use it the right way, it can be extremely useful in enhancing and empowering you in making you more efficient. However, mm. it does not mean that you get a free pass on, on the work that you need to do to arm yourself with the knowledge that you need to. Like it still doesn't, it doesn't replace anything. So that's the number one thing I'll say, because that's what I've been seeing. Honestly, it's like the amount of agents that are just using it as a, oh, now I don't need to do anything. I can just sit back, relax and let it do everything for me. No, you can't. You can't. No, I love that answer. And you know what? It can make you complacent, it, but it does not replace what you do on a daily basis. I've heard about this. Uh, uh, people saying AI will make smart people stupid and stupid, stupid people really, really stupid. <laughs> so guys, let's not stay complacent. They will, AI will not replace us. If we use it as a tool, yes, we will become better, but don't let it overtake what you do on a daily basis. It doesn't. No, and you know, the initial fascination people had with AI, I think has simmered down a little bit because it Good. was this, oh Good. my goodness, big thing. But you know, it still is, it doesn't, I feel like, you know, if you're a newer agent, you shouldn't even be looking at it. You shouldn't. Mm. I tell my clients not to even look at the generated market reports that their brokerage gives them. And I give them mm. to go straight into MLS. I teach them how to compile and search and source the data themselves, because what you learn in that process cannot be replaced by any technology, by any AI. Get good right up here, guys. You need to do your own work. Karen, thank you so much for today. How can people reach you? What's the best source of uh, method to contact you? connect with me is of course through social media connect with me on instagram but my website agentconsulting.ca has a link to book a call with me and that's usually the first step if you feel like there is a fit you feel like there's an alignment feel free to go on there feel free to book a call and um next week onwards because i am in the uk and um yeah happy to chat 
Awesome. Thank you for your contribution to our industry. Um, you are absolutely needed. Please reach out to Karen if you have any more questions or want her coaching. Karen, thank you so much. We'll look forward to seeing you back. In thank you so much, John. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye.